Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen and, and Adam Cravens. Oh, I thought you were going to say Batman. Okay. Well, I mean, that's that's my night identity. During the day, I'm I'm millionaire playboy Bruce Wayne. <laughs> well, uh, I had the decency to be sick during the week when we weren't recording. However, unless I'm about to have laryngitis, when I get sick, I just seem to sound better and better. On the air, I uh, you apparently sound... I was bitten by a radioactive Kevin Conroy, so mm-hmm. I, now I I just I, I sound like I'm in Batman the animated series. Okay, That's way to go, you. So because we have a lot to talk about and Adam is in a delicate state, I think we need to jump right in. Though we have so much to talk about, I think we could do that. Yeah. First, first uh, we're going to make you wait for what you really want to hear. You saw the sequel. To Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, or you saw the I'm Related to the movie Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, but you don't have to have seen that to get this. There's a lot of parallels you can draw between this and the Jack Ryan series. So, like, I'm going to go, was Clear and Present Danger a sequel to Hunt for Red October? Like, yeah, but not really. Like, they take elements from the first film, but, like, it's it's not like Godfather Part 1 and Part 2. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just this direct continue. A lot of characters with the same name, like, similar plot points, like, and even some of the history is the same. So was this girl with a butterfly tattoo? I mean, what was the difference? No, still got the dragon tattoo. Like, she just... So she's still in it. For for whatever reason, um, when MGM and Sony decided that they were going to go ahead with a follow-up to Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, the Oscar-nominated original, like Rooney Mara was up for i believe best it was best actress or best supporting actress i want to say it's best actress david fincher who is one of the greatest living directors like i would put this guy shoulder to shoulder with martin scorsese steven spielberg robert zemeckis james cameron i mean he's he's the goods um daniel craig as well and he's not too shabby i'm just saying like but for some reason instead of doing the two books that are a direct follow-up to that they skip to what is, I believe, the fourth book. Completely forego, um, I think, the girl that played with fire and girl who kicked the hornet's nest. So in terms of Lord of the Rings, they went from, um, hold on, hold on, my mind is working, and it is The Hobbit and then The Cimmerillion. Yeah, they, I mean, like I said, technically it is like the Tolkien universe, but it's not exactly what you just watched okay so this is a i remember seeing girl with the dragon tattoo and i remember thinking oh this is a good movie i don't remember anything else about it except that i remember it was interesting to watch just visually it, I, I really just don't remember it though because it was it, it all kinds of earned ago. it's rated r and oh. that may have been what Sony and MGM were thinking like, and, and when you combine like Daniel Craig, David Fincher, and Rooney Mara, it, it's probably not cheap. And I guarantee you, they all had like some kind of participation points or mm-hmm. back end something like that. So who's in this one? Um, not Claire, Daniel Craig. Claire Foy is uh, Elizabeth uh, Salander, like the the main character, the one that Rooney Mara played. So she's the dragon tattoo girl. Yes, that she is the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yes. Okay. And is the dragon's name Smaug? No. No. Hmm. Not even... Puff? No. Hmm. No. No dragon that we have previously been 
aware of. Okay. But this time, instead of having a dragon tattoo, she's in a spider's web. But not the itsy bitsy. And not Shelob. No. 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 Okay. As, mu- as much as we would like to connect it to the Lord of the Rings, they're, they're not happy. I can make that happen even more. But anyway, so it's suspense. It's a solve a murder mystery. What? What? How? What is it exactly? There is a... Um, <coughs> is it about a tattoo parlor, perhaps? There is a program that allows the user... <clears throat> To basically like take over nukes. Okay. Um, and in in order to do this, like you have to have um I, I don't want to go in too much to it because it's a plot point that kind of fakes you out. Mm-hmm. But there's there's an individual that has to put in a pass key. And you have to have that person in addition to the program that I believe at the beginning of the film the NSA is actually in possession of. So like this is a a well kept secret. Um, the, the entire kind of gist of the movie is the creator doesn't want any, like he regrets his, his creation. It's dangerous. He doesn't want any government to have it. Basically he wants it back so he can destroy it. Mm -hmm. So he contacts the girl with a dragon tattoo while, um, while she is in possession of it, another faction steals it from her and the rest of the movie it's kind of about them trying to put all of those pieces back together, get that, get it out of the open, and make sure that, you know, a terrorist organization doesn't get it and literally blow the world up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, stakes are high. Okay. St- stakes are definitively high. Was it entertaining? Was it gripping? Was it tattooy? The problem that I found with the movie is kind kind of the, the issue you run into when you've got people that have played characters before and i mean like unless you get into that rare instance where you've got like robert de niro and marlon brando playing the same character Mm -hmm. inevitably you're going to have one that just outshone Mm -hmm. the original like and rooney mara like i previously mentioned was up for an oscar for her role claire foy doesn't do bad with the role no one is like just effectively bad like it's not mystery science theater the story is engaging it's a well-shot movie. Um, it doesn't really lag. The biggest thing this movie has going against it is that it's not the original cast. Hmm. Kind of, I guess, the the issue that a lot of people had with uh, Solo this previous summer. Mm-hmm. Like, as you and I have championed on multiple occasions, like, Solo's a good movie. Yeah. Now, grand you, Harrison Ford is not Han Solo, and that's that's a huge Some caveat. Some people can't get past that. Um, the movie's still good, and if you'll get past it, like it's worth watching. Is it is it better than like say Han Solo in Empire Strikes Back? No, no. And just just like in that, the the entire time I'm watching this, I'm sitting there going, "There's a better movie like out in the, the you know the ether that never got made because MGM wanted to have a a larger profit mm-hmm. based on the movie, and they do seem to tone down the violence significantly." In this one, I mean, I'd almost guess that it's a PG thirteen. I don't know that I I don't know that for a fact, but like it is noticeably less violent and I don't it is uh, mature less like, mature. The original, the original, like adult it's still themes are a bit more or less adulty. It's it's still mature, but it's not quite as much um, as the original was. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
So, worth watching, but you don't have to run to the theater to see it. But if it's like a rainy Saturday and it's on Netflix, sure. I think definitely. Like, the the book series, if you haven't read, like, any of those, they're really engaging. Like, this character, um, she's not quite as prolific as, say, like, uh, Jack Ryan. Um but it's a, or Jack Reacher, or any any Jack that appears. Anyone a, named Jack, yeah, yes. in a book. Um, they're, they're really entertaining, like, and they're they're usually pretty, like, suspenseful. They're well-written, well-paced. Um, if, if you liked that first movie, it's worth checking this out, but temper your expectations appropriately. Like, I think is the best thing to, anybody that I've taught is basically that. I'm like, it's good. If you'd never watch Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, I think you'd like it a lot more. Okay. Well said. Now, this is going to be difficult because I was going to see this film on Friday and then my Friday imploded. So I did not get to see this film in advance, though I will be seeing it. So Adam's going to go, uh, I can't say this and I can't say that. But let's get to the crimes of Grindelwald. I will, I will do my, my absolute best because so, there, I don't, there's some definitive spoilers uh, at, i want to know at, them towards the end of this movie so for those who have been living under a rock this is in the time space continuum takes place before the very first harry potter film and book it involves some of the same characters and it involves some characters you may never have heard of before because they are older than what you first are familiar with, if you are. I want to say it's set during the 40s, I believe. So, I mean, it's about that the Harry Potter movies take place in the late 90s. And as this, I recall. this germ of an idea came about, uh, you may remember Harry Potter's wonderful monster book, Chomp, 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 Chomp. That was really, if you think about it, that was such a little joyous thing. Yeah. And now they've built this whole character around Newt. If you have ever been to uh, J.K. Rowling's site, she is constantly, constantly, like just giving backstory and like just she loves to flesh things out that in all likelihood, no one was ever going to read like. That house elf that she's, you know, she's talking about on page mm-hmm. 463, like, she knows where they were born. She knows, like, the first job they had. They Like, just stupid amount of detail that, like, a, I want to say a regular person, but considering she's a billionaire at this point, I don't, I don't think calling her, like, a regular person is necessarily um, apt here. Uh, let's say a non-super Let's say an exceptional. Nerd. Like, I... I think at this point, the the fact that she lost being a billionaire because she gave away so much money to charity, I think that definitely yeah. qualifies her in a different pantheon. Yes. So, first I want to say, read the first Harry Potter book. If you Just read that one. If you do not read any of them, read the first one. And I mean, and honestly, like it's a real quick read. Yeah. Especially compared to like Order of the Phoenix or Goblet of Fire. Mm-hmm. Like, they're biblical like yeah. in there but the first i want to say the three one. the first three books t- 200 pages something like that depending on which edition you're getting like real easy to digest like i remember it, my mom loved them loved them and she read them in the 90s so you know she was like 70 something i guess and she read them she i mean them. Th- uh, i picked up 
I want to say it's uh, the sixth and the seventh book. I picked them up at midnight whenever they were released, like, and I did them in two sittings. And the only reason I didn't do it in one sitting is because I ha- I fell asleep, not because the book wasn't doing mm-hmm. it for me, but physically as a human, <laughs> it's so annoying. I require sleep. I used to wish that not. I'm not talking books on tape. I want the books to be like in my head. So I'm reading them and looking at the words and turning the pages in my head. So I could just uh, get all that while I was sleeping. That uh, that seems dangerous, giving a book company access to your, your yeah. brain. Like, well, I was a child I believe time. that's basically the plot to Batman Forever, hmm. Jane, if, hmm. I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. So this is who we're talking about. And the first one was Fantastic Beasts, which was delightful. And uh, then you go, oh, it's Captain Jack Sparrow. Are we tired of Johnny Depp? Um, I, I think the, um, the character that he was playing in Pirates and to a lesser extent uh, Lone Ranger, I think we are over our love affair with kind of the one where he likes to kind of mm-hmm. dance. Like, I mean, he did it to to great acclaim like the first pirates movie up for best actor um the billions of dollars disney has farmed from the pirates franchise like but that was also correct me if i'm wrong that was oh three correct pirates of the caribbean so we are 15 years removed from that um and Johnny Depp has played characters of kind of a similar... What was the awful, awful Mordecai. One? Thank you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, even when he revisited the character um, in the most recent Pirates, which the subtitle is leaving me, it's not... Is it, is it on on Stranger Tides or... It's Okay, Pirates of the... Something. Doesn't something, matter. Something, something. something, Anyways, something. Um, it was not even a huge success. Like, And when I say not a huge success, I mean it didn't make like... billion. Like it only did like 178 million in the U S and it only did like 700 million worldwide. Oh, I know it's a huge disappointment there. So, but as this character now, I will tell you this, even though I know she's fleshed it out later as I was reading the Harry Potter books, and this is what I would do. Um, I didn't discover them when they first came out. I think I was given the, first and second one in maybe 95 and then i went and found the third one and then it's like oh there's another one and there's another one so each time i'm such a nerd each time i knew there was going to be another release i would time it so i would reread from the beginning the whole series i i i've done that on a lot of seasons yeah. with game of thrones like trying to just kind of mm-hmm. reimmerse myself like so with that. so there's that so Having to be done fair, that, that's very nerdy. I, I yeah. want to make sure that like, <laughs> I, I specify that. It is super nerdy. I picked up, and and I can't quote it, I just had a vibe about Dumbledore and, why is his name, Flamel. I just had a vibe. Yeah. So that's all. And uh, turns out, many years later, I found it, oh, well, I'm not surprised. I had a vibe. Well, she she likes to plant seeds, like, very early. And I want to say, I just remember Dumbledore was telling Harry the story, and it was probably the words she used in his description and how he looked at Dumbledore before he jumped out the window. 
And it was just something so specific that I went, huh, I wonder. I honestly, and and this is because of my respect for like her command of prose. Like J.K. Rowling writes the screenplay for, has written the screenplay for both of these movies. Because there are no books of these, yes? No, no there are no books. But the point I'm making is I would love her to do an adaptation, a book adaptation of these films because like as much as I enjoyed, let's say uh half blood Prince, the movie or order of the Phoenix, the movie, the books that they're based on are wildly superior. And mm-hmm. those, those are pretty good movies. Too. Yeah, they are. I'm, I'm missing things that I feel like I wouldn't if, I had gotten to read the book, like for fan, and, and again, there's not a book for fan. Well, there is a book for Fantastic Beasts, but it's not the book. There's a pretend like school book, mm-hmm. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, but that's not the book that they're detailing mm-hmm. in these films. So, first of all, were you satisfied? Yes. Second of all. What is the gist of it? Obviously, it's the crimes of Grindenwald. So put put Grindenwald in perspective. So Because um, the last thing we saw was, I forgot what the kid's called, and he's turned into all darkness. Woo! And his, what was going on? What was that kid, the weird kid? The, that kid, um, Grindelwald believes, is the key to... Um, the key to basically destroying the world of, of man. Like... Of the, man, the magic, not of magic. Of right. magic? Magic should rule. Okay. They, it should rule the world. So like he superior. wants that. Think he's Magneto, like Got it. in this in this universe. Like he believes that they are superior. Like if if man wants to be like subjugated to magic, sure. Yeah, they can do that if they want to. But like they they are superior. Well, they they the kind they kind of are. Kind I, get are yeah. I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> but you, you probably don't want to like say that around the wrong Harry Potter fans. <laughs> like she's she's a Grindelwald supporter. I understand. It's kind of superior and flying. But the the film is basically about him gaining. I just had the word to stop. Sure. Jesus and Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Huh? Because he's even more superior. Is this? See? Are they are they fighting? Yeah. They, yeah. Is it a team up? But like, he doesn't. No. But he doesn't. Jesus doesn't need a sword because it's Jesus. I mean, technically, neither does Grindelwald. Oh. I mean, if you're... I guess. I was just saying, I mean, we all know who's going to win. You just need a wand. Like, you don't need, like, a phoenix feather wand. I know. I just... Never mind. I just... Sparkly object. I went, huh. That'd be a totally different take that maybe Mel Gibson could direct. Okay. Man. That, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't it? It would be worth at least one viewing, bare minimum. (laughs) I can can hear the pen scribbling. Oh, that's a good one. Um... Johnny Depp is not in Jack Sparrow mode. Like, he's not serious. Like, I'm trying to think of a good film of his that he's really just not playing anything for laughs. Um, he's He is very um, threatening in mm-hmm. this film. He is not, like, trying to do weird things in the background. Like, he is... <laughs> the Hatter. <laughs> well, I'm just, like... He's a not a bobblehead. Of, basically, every movie he's ever done with Tim Burton. He's okay, not... Yeah. That's not the he's Johnny Depp. He's not that Depp. guy. Okay. Yeah. He is... He is definitely like the heavy in this movie, um, and I think he plays it like rather successfully. And he's in what I call a morph stage. Uh, Val Kilmer has already morphed. You know what I'm saying? And Leonardo DiCaprio is morphing. You're talking about where they're they're almost cocooning themselves, like yes. And Frank Sinatra is the the first one I noticed who totally morphed. You had this gangly kid, 
and the Bobby yeah. Soxers loved him. And then he morphs into the Johnny, chairman of the he board. He ain't going to 21 Jump Street. Now. Yeah, he's starting to morph into something else. Like, and when, They're not even like husky like they're... Yeah. They just... They're, they're men. Like, and yes. I say that, and Johnny Depp's like 20 years older than me or something. Like, I know. It's... I want to say they, they have weight. Visage. Yeah. I want to say if they have weight, I'm not saying they're, oh, they have weight. There's something meatier about And we're not them. just talking about their gravitas. Yes. And I think that, I think that's good for these types of roles. And I, like, you, you need an elder statesman yeah. for a role like this, much in the same way that they got Ray Fiennes for Voldemort in mm-hmm. the... The other Harry Potter series. Okay, so I'm going to jump right in now that you've said Voldemort. Sure. Do we see? Do we see Tom Riddle? Now, keep in mind, Tom Riddle was a boy yes. when uh, he was at Hogwarts, and Dumbledore was of a much more advanced age at that point. Like, if they are going to do it in this series, which honestly, I think you you almost tip the cart, like by having too much nods are good. But mm-hmm. I think so. Voldemort, the answer is no. Not in this film, at least. Okay. I'm not saying that they won't do it. Like, yeah, I was just thinking of who else would have been around that would have been someone we know. And I, there are characters that they are nodding to, but again, I don't. I want you to experience it like in the film because they do a good job of the reveals now in this movie to immerse myself again, like I w- I want to do. Is there a Harry Potter film I should perhaps turn to just to, I don't know, find more Easter eggs or enjoy it more or or not? Um, you're dealing with, you get a lot more uh, Dumbledore in this movie and the fact that like he actually, like if Jude Law plays Albus Dumbledore mm-hmm. in this movie, um, you get a little bit of backstory in Half-Blood Prince, but I don't know that it necessarily like informs you any better if you've seen that mm-hmm. okay the film does a good job of being self-contained and not just being a series of references to the the pre-existing like harry potter films or books okay all right so we don't see hermione's dentist parents or things like that no well i mean keep it it's also 1940. That's like a generation before that right okay like it's because they i believe they make reference to world war ii like either okay. either it's happening or it just happened so that this takes a place a good deal before so the harry potter have, movies could have stopped all that and just magicked it up if you if had they, yes if you had uh, but if you had nazi wizards that's not so great but still cinematically cinematically it's great. yeah um realistically that's terrible what's the guy with the red face skeleton who that guy the red skull yes well he, he's like an evil nazi superhero he, not huge superhero supernaturally well, he's, gifted he, person he's got kind of a bastardized version of the super soldier serum but yeah like yeah. He's, he's evil captain he's nazi captain america yeah okay that hmm Hmm. I think Hellboy should be in this movie, come to think of it. I loved the Hellboy series, Boy, and I'm Hellboy. really disappointed Guillermo del Toro never got to do the third one. <sighs> like, and evidently, like, he had some big stuff planned for it. But as they've, already done, the, as they've already done the remake, well, you know what? They did a remake? There's it, a new Hellboy? There, it's coming out this Feb- January or February? <sighs> that is I, not I, Ron Perlman. I, I, I can't. Stop the words. Stop but, it. 
Yeah. Dan Aykroyd has been asked by Sony to produce an original Ghostbusters screenplay. Like, even after they did the Evil Dead remake, they had Bruce Campbell return to the role in the TV series. So, I mean, honestly, Mm -hmm. these days, like, just because you've rebooted it, like, if Hellboy does not do business and they still want to exploit that XP, there's, or IP, there is no reason why Ron Perlman and Guillermo del Toro could not return to that. Like, All right. I haven't shown the girls Hellboy yet, but I keep saying, you will love this. Like, eh, that looks weird. It's like it's, it's just, it's just, ah! Anyway, right, back to this they movie. don't like anything weird. I know. Back to this. So, uh, how long is it? Uh, two hours and 15 minutes, I believe. Okay. Uh, not, and, I mean, it's not like it's not like a slog. It's not like... Did you say a slong? Slog. A slog. It's... I mean, like, I, I didn't think it overstayed its welcome. Like, it... It was a a perfectly fine two hours. Like there are movies that like are an hour and a half that I'm just like we need to wrap this up, guys. Mm-hmm. Like basically any Airbud movie. <laughs> like as soon as the credits roll, I'm just like we should wrap this up. They're like <laughs> Adam had just started. I was like I know we need we need to wrap it up. I'm done. <sighs> That's funny. You have no idea how many times I've seen what's it Santa Paws? Santa Paws, Space Buddies, just. Uh, <sighs> Airbud Gold. Though Golden Adam and I receiver. would like to say, should those be redone, we are available to voice any of those. Oh yeah, those, I will play Air. Uh, I will get a dog do costume that. and play Airbud yes. if you want me to. I'm just saying I don't like the movies. Yeah. That doesn't mean I won't be in the movies. Yeah, it's totally different. Like I mean, Michael Caine did Jaws: The Revenge. He didn't like it. Didn't stop him from being in it and buying a house with the money that he got yeah. from it. I will happily do that. Okay, so um, what's the name of the first one? Fantastic Beasts and no, Where to Find Them. No, no, Tattoo Girl thing. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo or Girl in the Spider's Web? Girl in the Spider's okay. Web, a fine movie. You don't have to see it in the theater. Go s- wait till it, you know, you rent it I for mean, two if you, bucks if or something. I mean, if you've got like, it, matinee, sure. Okay. I don't, I don't know that I'd rush out and pay full price for it. You check it out, like, you got a, a subscription to HBO or something that comes on one day. Check it out. It's, it's worth your time. Crimes I of just, Grindenwald. However, this one, I mean, it, it makes full use of like the theater experience. It's kind of like a star Wars movie. You don't have to see those in the theater, but I'm not going to tell you they're not to a certain extent better in the theater. And Mm -hmm. this is one of those, I mean, it's a, it's a 7.1 surround like experience. Like it just, it's big. You can tell Warner brothers pumped money into this thing. So, I'm just going to assume that that will be the number one movie coming out of this weekend. I don't. I don't see any. What like? There, there's no scenario that it doesn't. Like yeah. maybe it doesn't do the business they wanted it to. Like maybe it opens softer than they wanted. But like, I can't imagine that any film. Like the the only brand new competition it's got is what Instant Grinch? Family. Oh, Instant Grinch family. is a week old at this point. I yeah. Think. So I mean. I don't I don't see it not taking number one. The question is, how large does it open? Was the theater full when you saw it? Yeah, pretty pretty full. And I saw a noon show mm. on Saturday. Okay. Well, I do want to see it and I shall. Just didn't get to see it Friday. I and Jude Law and I he hasn't got to quite sink his teeth into it the way that like Say Fassbender has got to do in his X Men movies, um, 
Jude Law, I'm really enjoying as a young Elvis Dumbledore. Good. And that was another character that I was kind of concerned. Same way when they recast the X-Men movies, when I was like, I don't, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen are kind of the bee's knees. Why? What? Can't we just... Can't we just tell people to pretend that they're younger and let them be in these movies? Like Jude Law is a good Albus Dumbledore. I just wish I got to see more. Like I'd watch just a movie about young Albus Dumbledore. Like he's a fascinating character Mm -hmm. to the point that like he's he's one of the central characters in the original Harry Potter. Do we do any with his brother and his weird sister? I don't want to get too okay. much into his lineage. Ooh. But like D- Dumbledore gets We learn a, more about Dumbledore. We do. In this. Yes. Okay. There there is some exploratory uh narration and whatnot I see. going on. I see. And I naturally assume this leaves us room for a third film. If if I am understanding what the producers have said correctly. It is intended to be a five-part series. Okay. Not a five-year mission. No. I can always bring in, in Star deep Trek. space. No. Okay. No. But this, hypothetically, this is the second of a five-part series. Okay. Whenever they do that, I worry. And I know Richard Harris it worked out with the Dumbledores, but I just want all of them. You know, I just, I just like that feeling that they were all the continuity. part of it. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Well, I mean, Michael Gambone wasn't like if that's the guy we had to get I his know, filler and Azkaban on, like he did great. And yeah. I mean, honestly, I would question Richard Harris's ability to do some of the more physical things in the later Harry Potter movies. Like, and I, I don't mean any disrespect for him, but like the ma- the man had a storied like long career. But like in the first two Harry Potter movies, he's barely moving. Mm-hmm. And like when he is moving, it ain't fast. <laughs> like now he he fits the role of yeah. like wizened old bearded man with magical powers. But sounds like you're describing Santa. Well, I mean, <laughs> or Gandalf. Like, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like I don't know that there's a lot of that stuff that he really could have done easily. I mean, I'm sure he they would have figured it out. Like if we yeah. can have. If we can have dragons look real, we can we can make an old man move quickly. <laughs> Just putting it out there. All right. So, Crimes of Grindelwald. Go see it immediately. And I shall do it, too. And do you know what's coming out next week? Um, uh, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's 20. The new Wreck-It Ralph. So, so, coming out over Thanksgiving, because that's so, what we're yeah. heading into, new Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, so this will be up on, well, the day before or after Thanksgiving. I don't know how that's going to work, but go see Grindenwald. Maybe see it twice. I, If you're a fan of Harry Potter, there is enough new that I think you'll be satiated. Um, and there's enough of a nod that kind of explores some of the stuff you may have been interested in mm-hmm. in the previous films and books that as a Harry Potter fan. I mean, J.K. Rowling is writing it. She did the screenplay and produced it. You have uh, Michael Heyman, who is a producer on all of the original. David Yates, who directed, I believe, I want to say Order the Phoenix on. Mm-hmm. Like he directed Order the Phoenix, Half-Blood Prince, and both Deathly Hallows. He's the guy that directed this one. Okay. I mean, you've all of those pieces are back together again. Like the producers, the writers, the directors. Like this is basically the people that gave you the bottom half 
of the original Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. So there's a definitely a consistency of of vision. Okay. Well, I for one cannot wait to see it, and uh, that's it. Happy Thanksgiving ahead of time, and happy Thanksgiving later. Just sure. saying it now. It's like, when, whenever you happen to listen to this. Yeah, whenever. I mean, could the be the future. Year. <laughs> future or the, you. Or the past. <laughs> and future Jane, remember. Anyway, so thank you very much. This has been Parental Guidance Suggested with Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.